You're listening to my mom, the real Kathy Lee. She's a hot mess. Hey, you're listening to the real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. At the real Kathy Lee, and do you know it is just a couple days before Father's Day? If you are listening to this um, on subscription, you are getting it on Friday, right before Father's Day. And so I thought, okay, who do I want to have this year um, for a Father's Day podcast? And quickly, this man came to mind. Um, I was introduced to him about a year ago, actually, via Twitter. He has some cool articles encouraging dads out there through stories, and I wrote one of those stories about spending Sunday mornings with my dad and have gotten to know this man throughout the year as part of his project, the Encouraging Dads Project. So I am talking about John Finch, and John is in Dallas or a suburb somewhere, kind of like Atlanta, somewhere near Dallas. Is that right, John? That's correct. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Welcome. I'm so glad you're with me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I have done a little, you know, research. We've known each other a little bit, but also I want to go back. So I have been watching The Father Effect, this documentary you made, and I have been so moved by your story. Do you mind, let's just start there. Start with telling the listeners why this is so important to you, the whole subject of fatherhood. Yeah, absolutely. My, it's my own personal story in the film that uh, we kind of talk about the fact that uh, growing up without a dad and what that looks like, how that impacts uh, a young man. I lost my father when I was 11 years old to suicide. And so for the next 30 years, I literally just kind of wandered around lost. I didn't have that man beside me that was guiding me and directing me through life. And so I literally just kind of bought into everything that the world says you need to be as a man. You know, it's all about money and power and and sex and all of those. You know, who can drink the most beer? You know, those, those type of things yeah. that you get from TV and movies and everything else. And so uh, because I didn't have a, a dad walking alongside me and showing me and telling me different, I, I just I bought into that hook, line, and sinker. So um, there became a time about, oh, seven, eight years ago now that uh, God just kind of took me to this real place of brokenness and my life was coming apart and, and so many things were just imploding uh, in my life and in my family. And and uh, finally, I had heard about this idea of a father wound just a few years previous to this. And finally, I was like, okay, I really got to look into this because I was an angry young man. I was I would, had turned into that kind of the good time Johnny life of the party that was always doing crazy, stupid stuff to try to get attention. And and in reality, I was suffering from the abandonment because of my dad and the fact that he chose to leave me. So I was, you know, I was wanting to get attention from anybody, from men, women, whomever. I just craved that attention uh, because I didn't have that self-confidence and self-worth of myself that, that comes with having an engaged and involved father. And so um, I found forgiveness for my dad, and it radically changed my life. And that's 
that's kind of one of the messages within the many within the film uh, is that life-changing power of forgiveness. But we really just kind of give the real story of of what it looks like to grow up without a dad and, and the struggles and trials that go along with that. And also encouragement uh, at the end as to some things that we can do as dads to, to really make a difference in the, the lives of our children. Yeah, why do you think it is so important that you take this message to this generation of dads? Well, you know, most men I talk to, it's interesting because uh, they're typically one of two guys. There's the guy that thinks he's doing a great job but could be doing so much more, and there's the guy that wants to be a great father. He just doesn't know how because it wasn't modeled for him, and he just he has no idea like me. I've been both of those gentlemen. You know, I've been the guy that thought I was doing a pretty good job because I was spending 10 minutes a day with my kids, you know, versus somebody else, my neighbor, that wasn't spending any time or however that might look. And and then I was, you know, I'm the guy that, man, I'm doing the very best I can every day to figure this father thing out. I read and talk to other men. and, And it's important because, you know, the generational curse of, um, whether it's alcoholism or drug addiction or fear or, uh, you know, sex addiction, porn, all of those things can very easily get passed down through generations. So, you know, to to help heal the men of this generation, Hmm. help them to get healthy and help give them the practical advice and things that they can do every day to become better dads and better husbands, uh, you know, that's that's impacting generations to come. We're talking, you know, what could be millions and millions of people because just just one father can impact hundreds of generations. I mean, that's that's how powerful his impact is for, for many years to come. So after your research and after, you know, going through this journey yourself, how would you describe what is a good dad? What does that look like? What are some attributes? Help us unpack that a little bit. Sure. So I'll tell you, we interviewed over 80 people for the film, and in every interview just taught me something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was something in every interview message that God was, was showing me about how I could be a better dad. And, and uh, you know, a few of the things that pop up that, that I had no clue about until we started this film was just modeling, you know, how we model how we love our wives and how our kids look at that. So, for example... I've got three girls, and so how I love my wife is going to be how they expect to be loved. If I'm uh, verbally or physically abusive, then that's most likely what they're going to expect and see as normal, as weird as that sounds. You know, that's why so many women who grew up with abusive fathers end up marrying abusers themselves. And so yes, I it's definitely just see that, too. Mm-hmm. And talking yeah. with the women, I definitely see that. So, and with little boys, you know that's that's they're going to see in us how we should treat women, right? How they should treat women. So, you know, we're setting the standard as a man, husband, and father by which every little girl is going to measure every other little, every other man, husband, and father. And as a as a father of boys we're setting that standard by which they're going to measure themselves as a man, husband, and father. And so, you know, everything we do, they're paying attention. Uh, one of the other things is, 
you know, I just had the conversation with one of my, my youngest daughters and, you know, I messed up. I, I kind of screwed up and lost my temper and, and, uh, I asked for forgiveness. And you know what? Before this transformation and before what God's done in my life, I would have never even thought about that before. Mm. Uh, but it's important for when we mess up, when we lose our tempers or say something we shouldn't say with our kids, that we go apologize because if we don't, they begin to see that as normal. And so, you know, if you're yelling at them or cursing at them or whatever the case is, then and you don't go explain yourself and ask for forgiveness and, and man, I, Dad's just having a bad day. I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? Then if you don't do that, they, they're sitting up in their room and they're thinking, wow, Dad, Dad yelled at me and cursed at me. That just must be the way you do it. And before you know it, your kids are doing the same thing. They're yelling and cursing at people and, and acting just like you because that's what they think is normal. So It is. I often uh, tell uh, women when I'm talking, and men too, in my sessions, I said, you know, your children will become the mom you are, the wife you are. Your boys will become the dads you are, the husbands you are. I mean, I couldn't agree more. We see it. Um, we see the power of truly just living. I think it's more impactful than anything else we do is the people in our home watching us live life every single day sure. is what's making sure. the, the real difference. Well, so what else What else girls, defines a good dad? Well, you know, part of that, and I tell my girls this all the time, they know I'm not perfect, uh, but I'm doing the very best that I can. Mm. And when I have those conversations with them and tell them, and they know the story of my father and, how I grew up without a father, they they know it, and I've been very open and honest about a lot of different things with them. But, you know, because I, I have those conversations with them, they know I'm not perfect. Here's what's important is they understand they don't have to be perfect either. They understand right. that they it's, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to make mistakes, and it's okay to talk openly and honestly about that. And so, you know, as men, the, I guess one of the other things is we've got to understand and know that it's okay to be vulnerable. That it's okay to admit struggles and mistakes, and and uh, and really talk to other men. You know, have other men that you can lean on. You know, we're we're designed to do life in community with one another, and, and a lot of times God uses other people to speak to us. And so, you know, it's amazing. I'll be in a in a small men's group, and I'll, I'm very open and honest about my story, and start to share it, and and guys just kind of look and go, wow. I had no idea. You know what? I struggle with this, or I struggle with that too. And and I mean, men just need to know. Specifically, men just need to know they're not alone, and that that other people struggle with it, whether it's porn or or alcohol or drugs or whatever. You know, to to know they're not alone and the only one going through it. It's it's really really uh, a big thing to to open. You know, have those open discussions and, and open hearts about those topics because. As men, we have an incredible tendency to isolate, and and that's the worst thing we can do. That's, that's one of man's greatest enemies is to to be by ourselves because that's then when we start to to dig deeper into all the stuff that we're that we're dealing with. Absolutely, I love um, Brene Brown. I always refer to her, and probably have already on this podcast. But one of my favorite quotes from her is that vulnerability takes courage. 
And I think that that is so powerful for people to realize. You know, we understand that it takes courage to be vulnerable, but it is so worth it once you do it. And just like, you know, your example of being vulnerable, you probably impact so many men just by simply having the courage yourself, even though it might not even seem that it takes that much courage for you. It might just be who you are, but that provides the courage for someone else to be vulnerable. And then we stop that comparing game and that competing game. And and hopefully the more we do that, the more we're going to be able to realize that, as far as I know, there's only one perfect, and it's not us. (laughs) It was Jesus, and we all are failures. And uh, and I always say, you know, parenting is a process. It really isn't a one-time shot. We we have we get to work it out. We get a it's a marathon, and uh, you get to try again tomorrow. And there's always grace and forgiveness. And I think that's a beautiful thing to show our kids too. And and I know so many dads do right now. They are caught up in this perfect. I call it perfectionist parenting. That I've got to do it right, or my kid's not going to be X, Y, and Z. Do you see that in the men that you talk to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whether it's getting caught up in the materialism of this world of success and it's the titles and, you know, it's it's men are so consumed, many men are so consumed uh, with, you know, the appearance and the, this poser mentality. And I, I lived that for 30 years, you know, trying to pretend to be somebody that I really wasn't and not being very real and, and honest and open with, with others. And so, you know, that's what drives me more so, to just be totally open and honest and real and vulnerable uh, about my story because, uh, again, it's okay. It's okay to have struggles and trials. And, you know, most of us as men, we just don't want to go there because we think it makes us look weak or somehow less of a man. And so, um, you know. Can I just interrupt and speak for all the women and go back to the Bible because it's way more important what I'm about to say. But all the women, I think, is one of the hottest things when a man is vulnerable. Women, we think the exact opposite. I don't know a woman on the planet who thinks it's weak when a man dares to be vulnerable and honest and admits he doesn't have together. All the women I know, we think it's the coolest thing. So let's encourage those guys to just be real because it really is beautiful for their spouses, for their children. I think it shows strength. I think it's the exact opposite is what we, you know, or what men, I hear men think. So that's my two cents. All right, to the Bible. That's way more important. Go ahead. <laughs> no, absolutely. And that's 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 very interesting to to hear. And, and you know, it totally makes sense to me uh, because women, I think, ultimately want a man that can show emotion. And, yeah. you know, it's it's, as the Bible says, you know, it's in our weakness he is made strong. Uh, and, and many, many times in my life, it's only been when I've broken down and just cried out for God that I've come to understand his strength. Um, yeah. You know, and so it's it's one of those deals specifically for men, you know, at the very early age, uh, we're talking four or five, six years old, you know, when the little boy's out there playing soccer for the first time, he falls down. You know, what is it that we do? We say, hey, suck it up. Jump up, buddy. You're going to be okay. Don't stop crying. So from a very early age, we're teaching our young boys not to be real, not to show real emotion. Mm -hmm. And so you have those young boys, and there's millions of them out there that grew up in that that type of environment. And so all of a sudden you have grown men that still totally believe in that, 
suck it up. I can do it on my own. I don't need anybody else's help. Uh, I'm good. You know, and so you just have that. That's what most men think is normal. And we've got to break out of that. We've got to, you know, undo that myth, if you will, and uh, and start to, to be real and honest with with one another. Yeah, and I think the best way to do that from a child development perspective is just to honor what the feelings are for those little kids. You know, I see you're upset. Give them permission to feel whatever it is. Sure. So, John, how do you think your parenting has changed, the day-to-day portion anyway, since you've acknowledged your father wound and began to deal with that? Well, today I walk in daily awareness of the mm-hmm. impact that I have as both a father and a husband as a man. I didn't do that before. You know, I mean, literally, this is my mission in life, and this is what I know the purpose that God's given me. And and when you know what that is, uh, man, it's just such a great feeling. So for me to wake up every day, it's like very intentional and purposeful as far as what I'm going to do and how I'm going to act. And I, now, again, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I still, I just mentioned I totally blew it with my youngest daughter. But I'm constantly thinking about what I can do differently, what I can do better. Um, you know, all the different things that I learned from uh, the various people we interviewed. Now, you know, one of the life-changing things for me is praying with my kids every night. Uh, before, I would, you know, kind of just lay down with my girls and pray this amazing prayer, <laughs> you know, that, that dads pray, of course. And I'd walk out of the room kind of patting myself on the back. Well, one of the guys we interviewed was Neil Jeffrey, who's a pastor at Prestonwood Baptist here in, in Dallas-Fort Worth. And he shared this amazing story about how his dad was this prayer warrior. And he looked at me at one point and said, John, there's nothing like a child. Hear his father pray for him out loud in that manly, fatherly voice. Mm. And I just kind of went, wow, that is really cool. And so I went home that night, and that's been probably five years or so ago, I guess, and uh, and literally, so every night I lay down with my girls and I just say, hey, you know, what can Dad pray for you about? And, and the cool thing about that is they get to hear me take their concerns and, and worries to the Father, to our Heavenly Father, and, and they get to, to hear me pray about their mom and pray for their mom in front of them. Uh, they... It also leads to additional conversations after the fact. Like if they say, hey, I'm struggling with this test. Can you pray for me about this test? And you just kind of go, okay, you know, what's going on? What, how can I help you? And so there's there's all these many benefits to that. And that's something that with all my girls has really changed my relationship and the, the intimacy that I have. So uh, with that, my, my wife has seen the radical change in me. And we are working so much better now as a team and helping one another parent better, <laughs> and and uh, obviously we're we're very aware of how we model our love to one another in front of our kids. So uh, it's it's really changed uh, just just so much more for the blessing, and and I just I feel so honored, blessed just to be along for the ride on the on the bus God's driving. So it's it's been <laughs> an amazing journey. So what's one thing you wish you would have known before you became a dad? Is there anything you know now that, man, you wish you would have known back then? Wow. There's probably a lot. Um, You know, I I wished, I think if I had to turn around and and give advice to, let's say, a younger father, um, 
I, I would I would have to talk to him about the, the understanding that you know one of the most important things he can do for his kids is to love their mom, mm. um, and just how powerful that is in the way the modeling and treating her and loving her is, and, and that relationship being so important for then you being able to have a healthy relationship with your kids. And how that kind of trickles down from the parents to the to the children. So that, and, and I think I would just say, you know what? Just soak it up. Just just the little moments. I wish I look back now and just wish so badly that I would have taken in some of those little moments and just thoroughly enjoyed them instead of always being stressed or thinking or worried about you know work or this or that or the other. And just just living in the moment with our kids, I think, uh, is something that's it's very, very important. Yeah, I, I always talk about just the power of those everyday moments, not only for the kids, but also for the adults. I do think we sometimes as the adults rush through them and and don't even realize something special is happening. But it's interesting when I ask adults to reflect back on their childhood, they always refer to the everyday moments. They never talk about the trip to Europe or the trip to Disney. They talk about dad sitting on the bed praying or reading or throwing the ball outside. It really, They really do reflect on those everyday moments. Those are the ones that make the most powerful impact um, from sure. my research and what I've seen. So tell us about the Encouraging Dads Project. So, I, I mean, that's a great thing that you're doing. Give us a scoop on that. So just the brief background is, you know, the Encouraging Dads Project really came out of making the film. I was just hearing story after story of dads just feeling beat down and beat up and not worthy enough, and not feeling like they were a good enough dad, et cetera. And so uh, after we made the film, I was sitting around with a friend of mine who had a background in website design and stuff. And so I just kind of pitched to him what I really thought God was, was leading me to do. And he said, let's do it. You know, I got the background and it wouldn't take that much. And so prayed about it a little more. I said, okay, let's, let's do this thing. And so, it literally is just a just a website that God just continues to bless, and just a, a little community of people that, you know, from all over the world that just submit uh, little blog stories or posts of around 500 words or more um, that just share an encouraging story. I mean, it, the, the, the idea is that just encourage and love and support dads, and, and that's it. I mean, it's very simple, and so uh, God's really taken that and just taken it to a whole nother level, and uh, and just people that are getting involved and engaged, and, and it's just fun to see him do his thing. So uh, it's a it's a huge blessing. It's so much fun to be involved with it right now. I think it's so exciting. So if someone's listening and they want to watch your film, they want to check out the Encouraging Dads Project, tell them how to get that information. Sure. So the film, uh, you can watch the short film for free, and then the the DVD is for sale on our website called thefathereffect.com. So it's thefathereffect.com. And then the Encouraging Dads Project is simply encouragingdads.com. I love it. Any final thoughts you want to share for dads on this Father's Day? Oh, wow. Just go have a great day and celebrate the fact that you're a father. Just what the amazing gift that it is that, that God's given us. Just uh, just, uh, just soak it up, man. Just enjoy the day and, and, and the blessing that it truly is. 
Absolutely. Well, happy Father's Day to you, John. Thank you for your time, and happy Father's Day to all the guys out there listening. Thanks so much, John, for being with me. Thank you, Kathy. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.